Welcome to the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast with me, Jatia Jones. Join us weekly for everything clarity. The truth is, once you have clarity, you'll have the confidence and courage to succeed in life and business. If you're new to the podcast, you should know my goal is to help you gain the clarity needed to transform your visions, goals, or dreams into reality. For my OG listeners, you all know that the podcast was birthed from the evolution of Mocha Monday's tip of the week. So when we moved to the podcast, I couldn't just leave you without your mocha. Therefore, at the beginning of each episode, I give you your drop of mocha and you are to implement it throughout the week to help inch you closer and closer to clarity. This week's drop of mocha is do the hard thing. There's so many times when we know what we need to do, but it gives us all kind of anxiety and stress just to even think about doing it. This week, I'm here to push you to do the hard thing. If you're anything like me, it is debilitating and I literally can't think like there is a mental block and I can't process the simplest of things because I'm so stressed out. But what I've learned along the way is that if I take some deep breaths, calm down, relax, relate, release, and just take my time and get that first hard thing done, because normally I have 500 on my to-do list, then I'm in go mode. All of the anxiety is gone. My brain works again, just like miraculously, right? And I can move forward. And mainly it's because I did the hard thing. And I proved to myself that I could actually do it. Even though all along my brain was telling me, you can do this. Like, you know you can do this. But my body was having a visceral reaction saying the total opposite. Doubt can debilitate you. This week, don't let it. Push through that one hard thing and watch the floodgates of ideas and productivity kick right on in. This week's guest is... Tamika McTeer is a certified marriage coach, wife of 16 years, author, and a mom of two. After spending years in ministry serving married couples, she accepted the call that God had for her to serve married women and couples on a higher level. Tamika uses her signature talk method and experiences to empower other women to have happy marriages of their own. She writes about relationships, offers coaching on the power of communication in marriage, and hosts the Ageless Conversation podcast. Tamika's mission is to help wives thrive in their marriage while writing their own stories, creating their own paths, and becoming unstoppable in the pursuit of their God-given dreams. Good afternoon. I was about to say good morning, ma'am. How are you? (laughs) Good afternoon, ma'am. I'm so good. How about yourself? I am good. I'm excited to have you on and have this conversation today. I know it's going to be so, so good. Thank Um, you so much for sharing your space with me. I'm excited to be here with you and your guests and share this conversation. Of course, of course. So they've gotten your official bio, but I love to um, just let everybody tell people who they are from their standpoint. So tell the good people who you are and what you do. Look, I'm just your around away girl. No, Tamika, love to have fun. I'm Tamika McTeer, um, wife of 16 years. Um, I'm a mom of two, host of the Ageless Conversations podcast, most recent author, um and i'm a marriage coach and i love sharing um a message of hope with other married women or those that are in a serious relationship letting them know how to confidently communicate to thrive in the relationship specifically their marriages 
So I know a lot of people are actually wondering, well, we're talking about marriage on the Clarity Podcast? Yes, we are. And still also for my multi-passionates because what I've seen as a trend is that after you find clarity and you find your purpose, you find value. And you start to see relationships shed, among other things. And so you go through a shedding season that is pretty painful. And I'm my whole goal is to try to help you avoid bumping your head as many times as I did. Um, and so I was like, Tamika would be perfect to also talk about the communication piece, because you know I'm here for communicating with clarity and hopefully be able to um, not salvage, but keep. Um, some of those relationships that you truly value because it really does boil down to communication and especially for those that are married or in long-term relationships, like she said. And so um, I've been following Tamika on her journey. And so I love, love, love her aspect and her level or her thought process on relationships in general. Um, And so I am excited to have this conversation with her today because I have seen that trend and it kind of diverts people um, from their purpose and their purpose work um, because emotions, oof, and especially attached to love are painful, debilitating, all of those good kind of things. Um, so what, let's see, where do I want to start? What um, kind of got you in this direction to actually focus on marriages and relationships and communication? Well, specifically, Jatia, I'll start out by saying, um, as someone who entered marriage, as you heard me mention, 16 years ago, there was a lot going into marriage that I didn't think I knew. And prior to becoming um, the wife I am today, I was a single and satisfied, is how I like to describe myself, and someone that was truly thriving in that space. Um, I had become a mom at the tender age of 19, and so my main focus at that time was to have an exceptional life that I enjoy for my daughter and I, and I was very intentional about creating that. As I continued to look over my life about um, years ago of where I started out as a mom at the tender age of 19 and where I am specifically today, there's one commonality that I see that that has always been there, and I've just been able to put a name to it just over this past year. And it's really been that talk that I've had with myself. You see, as a single mom, I had already told myself out the gate that I wasn't going to be defined by what statistics would say a, a, a teenage mom would be. I always knew that um, becoming a mom, I, it was something I was going to accept. It was something I was going to thrive at. And it was gonna, I was going to thrive at it whether it was with a man or without a man. And so that's exactly what I did. I realized that as the narrator of my story, I had the power to control the narrative as well. Ooh, I love that because there are so many, I was just having a conversation recently about, it breaks my heart to see how many people have stopped, I'll say dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. And that self-talk, like you say, is totally the opposite of yours, right? Yeah. And I, I totally understand that whole statistic thing. I used to say um, that was one of uh, the my words that I hated. Like, if you wanted to get under my skin, just use the word statistic. Because right. my mom, well, I was born to a single mom, right? Um, but she also worked in a teenage clinic. And so I got the brunt of what she saw every day. I, I tell people I learned how to read on sex ed pamphlets, okay? <laughs> and so I was always like, I'm not going to be a statistic. Um and so I kind of had that same motivation as well. 
on that. And so that self-talk is what really does fuel your fire to keep going and really be like, you know what, despite whatever, whatever y'all saying, whatever, whoever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do me. Right. And I absolutely love single and satisfied. Okay. (laughs) So, um, that's going to be a quote in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It it just wasn't my thing at the time to, you know, um, be in a relationship with anybody else. I come to, I had come to learn that, um, before I could be in a relationship with anybody else, I needed to be in a whole relationship with myself. And so, um, early in my twenties, after having my daughter at the tender age of 19, I continued to feel like something was missing. Something is missing and I'm not sure what it is. It wasn't the additional love that I needed from my father. It wasn't something that I could get from my mother. As I said, relationship isn't something I was looking for, but I didn't know what it was. And it took me um, getting back into church because as I look back over the years, during my high school years, I can't recall a time that my family and I had gone to church. But as a young girl, it's somewhere that we were always you know, we were always in church when I think about, you know, under 10 versus teenage Tamika and Tamika, you know, at age under 10, we were always in church, but my grandmother passed away in ninth grade. And I don't know if that caused some family members or even my mother specifically to have, um, you know, wavered in her faith or anything like that. But what I do know is that we stopped going to church and there was this emptiness that I was feeling and didn't know how I could be fulfilled again. And it took um, a conversation that I was having with a coworker at the time and her telling me that she had gone to a funeral and there at that funeral, how the pastor drew her in with the sermon, me being young, I'm thinking a funeral is supposed to be sad. How is she saying that she enjoyed the sermon so much, but she went to a funeral and through that conversation, she shared with me that she was going to be going back to church that following Sunday. Well, she came back to work and she shared more about it. And I started thinking, man, I don't know the last time I've been in church, but I sure would love to experience some of what she's describing. A quick conversation about where the church was. She mentioned where it was. And I was like, oh, that's only 20 minutes from my house. And I realized for her, she lived 45 minutes away from the church. And I said, okay, it's something good going on over there. If she's willing to drive 45 minutes, And here it is. I'm only 20 minutes away from the location that she's describing. I said, are you going to be there this Sunday? She said, yeah. Well, I ended up meeting her there and I continued to go probably for the next three or four weeks. Each and every time I went into the church, um, from the vestibule to the pews to the, the songs being sang and the, you know, sermon being given, my heart was filled more and more each and every time. And one day as I was sitting in the pew, I heard, the Holy Spirit say, Tamika, now, go now. You see, you know, if you've ever been in church and your listeners have ever been in the church, you know there's always a time in the church where the doors of the church are open. And when they had given that invitation this one particular day, I was like, it's my time. That was my time for me to rededicate myself back to Christ. You see, my mom had done it for me as a child, but what I come to realize is my relationship with the Creator was something that I didn't know for myself. It was something that somebody had given to me. And this gave me the opportunity to say yes for myself. And through that rededication, that's where I found my fulfillment first in relationship. And any negativity or you know self-sabotaging that I had placed on myself by way of becoming a teen mom and wondering what other people would think of me or how judgment would be passed, I found freedom 
and the rededication of accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior for myself. Oh, you said so many things. So the 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 first thing that really stands out is your self-firstness, right? Because I'm always telling people self-first isn't selfish. And the second thing is how you connect the dots. Because I'm I always say you gotta go from your past, present to get to your future, you have to connect the dots. And so when you were talking about how you look back and you were always in church as a kid, and then you could identify like as teenage years, not so much. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, she she's connecting the dots. And this is one of the things that really helps you gain the clarity to be able to see how things should go and in what direction. And so I absolutely love that. So you have the, the self-talk, right? The relationship with self, the relationship with God. And, and what was next after that? So like, how, how do we get to really, you have the fire to push you to continue to go despite everything else. Um, And you were single and satisfied. So how do we get to to this Mm -hmm. marriage piece? Yeah. And so after being in that space for quite some time, fast forward a couple of years later, you know, I connect with my husband and out the gate, um, we meet in the most non-traditional way. Um, Your listeners will have to grab my book to find out more about that story. Um, But we meet in one of the most non-traditional ways. And I have to be honest with you, Detia, um, I fell in love with my husband probably after six weeks of speaking with him. um, And I had never laid eyes on him before. I will give you. I will give you all that much. Um, and so, I love it. <laughs> I, I I go so much into it in the book, but one of the things I always um, recall is, you know, during my singleness, is not wanting to rush into a relationship or anything like that. Um, my focus, like I said, it was just on my daughter and I, and creating a happy space for us and being financially. Um, stable, being mentally, physically fit um, in my mind damn body, um, being strong in my faith and building the family dynamics of what I thought I wanted to have between my daughter and I. And I, you know, was thriving in that space. And so I met my husband. Um, we dated and not even a year into um, our date and we knew that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. And so um, by the time we got married, we were together a year, but we had already um, been engaged and things like that. And so um, you've heard me share my story um, just about thriving in that space. And so I was used to doing things on my own. And so you wouldn't know by looking at me and your audience wouldn't know by listening to me. But the woman I am today and the woman I used to be are not the same as I have completely evolved as a wife. You know, um, when I talk about the the talk and the self-talk that we give to ourselves, a lot of my childhood and what I, what I personally witnessed in my own home um, was unhealthy relationships. I saw unhealthy relationships in my own home. I saw un- unhealthy relationships with um, family members and their relationships. And so although I knew deep down in my heart is healthiness is what I wanted and what I truly desired, I wasn't confident when I went into marriage um, that I could let my guard down on any level based on what I saw. And so to avoid what I saw in my own personal household of my parents bickering back and forth, always arguing, um, my mother experiencing abuse at the hands of my father, any way that I felt like I could avoid that type of an environment. And, and let's be clear, my husband was never demonstrating any of those behaviors. When you talk about the talk 
and the conversations that you have with yourself, what I personally did is created all types of narratives in my head that were not true. And so to avoid that, I found myself in a place of always being stuck in the silent treatment. And regardless of your marital status, I'm confident that your listeners and you probably know what the silent treatment is because we've all played that game a time or two. You know, and so while it's not my proudest moment to share back then, my husband and I would have a disagreement and I can't even remember to tell you about what, but I will always remember how I felt. If I wasn't going to be heard, then I wasn't going to speak. So I didn't speak at all. And suffering in silence, Jatia, anywhere from 24 to 72 hours is what I would do because I was so stuck in my head. I didn't know what to say. Um... You know, I often felt trapped wondering if I would ever get to a place where I would be able to say what's on my heart without the fear of judgment, rejection, or abandonment. Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't healthy, and that's not the way I wanted to spend my marriage. But in my head, I would always say things like, if I let my guard down, if I do this, then he'll do this. Again, because I had saw so much negativity around me, unhealthy relationships, and I felt like if I just let my guard down or... I don't know. I gave him a yes in any kind of way that I would become a doormat. And again, I I knew that's what that wasn't going to happen. Right. You know, I knew I knew that that wasn't going to be the thing, you know. And so I remember going into my closet after one of, you know, my stints of playing the silent treatment game thinking, "God, I want to talk to my husband, but I don't even know what to say." Am I supposed to apologize? Was I supposed to wait on him to apologize? I mean, I I would be confused and I found myself in the closet one day just crying and weeping, <laughs> snotting, <laughs> trying to figure out like, what's going on? You know, how did I get here? How did I get here? And while in that closet, I remember saying, God, I'm ready to surrender. Like, I'm tired of playing the silent treatment game. Games as I can remember them were fun. They created laughter. The silent treatment... It didn't give me any of those feels. You know, I was like, I'm ready to surrender and do the work. I no longer want to lean on my own understanding. Like, I, I really want to find out why I'm struggling so much to communicate and be vulnerable with my, husband, with my husband, you know, in my marriage. And what I come to find out is a lot of what I just shared with you. Um, I had taken on what I saw happen in other relationships and brought it into my marriage. I had um, a wall up just my guard up on every and anything because, hey, prior to being married, I was in control of everything, right? You know, you, you, you touched on so many things because there's so many things that we do inherit, right? Like we, we can take what we see in other situations and either course correct and say, we're not going to do this. We're going to do it another way. Or we take it on and say, well, I'm going to do this in this way to prevent it right mm -hmm. and it's the part of not knowing what you don't know so like mm -hmm. you said leaning on your own understanding but you also said doing the work mm -hmm. right and that's the piece a lot of people miss in mm -hmm. a lot of life is doing the work piece because course correcting isn't easy by yeah. no means right um it brings on a it sheds a light on you that is bright and makes others offended yeah because it also shines a light on the areas that they need to do better in that they decided they don't want to do the work in yeah. right but what also really stood out is like 
you said early on, this is this is what I am going to do. This is what I'm not going to do, right? Because you was like, this is the life that I want to create for my life. But not also subconsciously doing the things that were going to get you what you didn't want. Yeah. Um, Gapri always says, um, you know, a lot of times we always, we, we focus on what we don't want. And that's what we end up getting. And the mm-hmm. first time she said it to me, I was like, that makes no sense. She was like, but if I tell you to, she said, what did she say? She said, don't think about a pink ele- elephant. She was like, but the first thing that's going to pop up in your mind is the pink it's elephant. Pink elephant. She, yeah. And she's like, so the, the, the act of saying, I don't want this is the same exact way. So it's going to happen or it's at least going to pop up before you then say, I'm not going to, or you don't do it or you don't think about it. And so when she pointed that out, I was like, oh, well, yeah. look up there. Because yeah. those are the things. It's like, sometimes we know more than not what we don't want. Mm-hmm. And we try so hard not to get that, that we end up getting it, right? Yeah. And so- I love the fact that you were like, okay, now, now I'm ready. You know what, what I did didn't work. (laughs) Let me put in some work, but I now know I have to also seek help of someone else. And so this not talking, right. We had this self-talk that was motivating and kicking us into gear and making us get the things that we wanted. Right. And all of a sudden we shut down, but I know one of my things is to retreat too. Like, yeah. That is a safety thing. Mm-hmm. That is a energy protecting thing. Um, especially when you don't feel hurt. It's like, why well, am I gonna waste my time, you know, using all this energy to not hit to hit this this board, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we had lots of self-talk and then no talk with our spouse. So so let's tell the good people how wait, no, let me rewind one more good time. So I, my assumption, so not to give it away, but, you know, is that communication was the main source behind why you fell in love with your husband without seeing him. And I, this is why, I don't know if you've seen <laughs> the, um, the show, ah, not love at first sight, I can't think of the name right now, but anyway, they're behind these two walls. Mm-hmm. The, and- I think it's, that one is love is blind. Love is blind. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that show because of that reason. Yeah. Because you truly, um, when all you can do is listen to somebody, you'll pick up on all aspects of them, right? Uh, and uh, communication, uh, it just opens up so much when you're actually open to communicating. Yeah. Um, I love how you tied that all together because that's exactly what it is. And so what I knew to be true is that I could trust my husband, but I told myself that I couldn't. Mm. I could trust my husband because I had already shared so much with him without even knowing him. That communication, the friendship, we had built that foundation and it was so solid, like I said, out the gate. But put that in the same household, put that up against conflict, and then you start to tell yourself the stories then you start to believe the stories. And the more and more you continue to do that, the further further and further you draw yourself away from what you want to ultimately be connected to because Mm -hmm. of your fears for whatever. And so for me, what I knew to be true is that I am relentless. 
like when it comes to resilience, I can bounce back from hard things mm -hmm. and I'm not afraid to do the hard work. I understand what personal development is. And once I can get real and true with myself, then I can do that. And so because of that, and my cry out to God and hearing him say, Tamika, you need to do the one thing that you haven't been doing. It's time to talk through my own personal development because I had this strong hunger for it. Like I wanted to be fed and learn. Like, let me process, let me take down these layers. I was able to cre create my own talk method. And this method taught me how to T, transform my mind. A, assess the foundation. L, learn new techniques. And K, kickstart conversations with confidence that I was once afraid to have. And a lot of those conversations and just going through that journey, I had to do it with myself first, Jatia. And so that's what I would tell all women that are listening. If you are in a relationship, in order to get on that same wave with your spouse, you have to be able to get on that same wave with self. And so we know that all times that to do that hard work, it's going to take that looking in the mirror. Who is that image in the mirror? Michael Jackson said it's best. It starts with the man in the mirror. And so when we start with that man in the mirror ourselves, it's going to reveal a lot to us, you know? And for me, when I started to do that, that's when I saw the scales fall off my eyes. And it's like, <laughs> I often relate it to like the Nutty Professor movie when he's going from um, fat and skinny and he was like, no, you can. And it's like, yes, you can. Mm -hmm. I, all, I always remind myself, Tamika, you are resilient. You can do hard things. I know it might make you feel uncomfortable, but go ahead and revisit that conversation. Go ahead and revisit that thing. And so for me, when I think about like where I am today, I'm so grateful for the hard conversations that I had to first have with myself, you know, so that I could come to my husband and tell him like, well, this is why I'm holding back. You know, what, what I know to be true is, um, I can, I, I have a trauma. I, I, I consider it like a trauma informed relationship when we have trauma that we're fully aware of and we can share it with our spouses. That's how our spouses can fully support us because then they know who it is that they're dealing with when that girl shows up and she gets afraid of something. Oh, that's not the adult Tamika. That's not who she's really, you know, showing up as. She's reminded by something. Something triggered her and let me reassure her that it's not that, you know? Mm -hmm. So you you tap right on into like the ABCs of clarity, right? And so the first one is accept. And that I tell people all the time is the hardest pill to swallow. Accepting things about yourself first and foremost, right? And then accepting things about others. Because for the others piece, you know, it's so many times we want to say or be reminded of who we knew them to be. Right. And not accepting for who they are now. And people evolve and they change and it's hard for people to accept them as this new person, mm -hmm. whether the good or the bad, right? Yeah. But even harder than that is accepting things about yourself. And so I always tell people it's like sitting in your own pile of poo yeah. and either you sit there long enough and it starts to smell like roses or you actually start to pop, go through the things because this is all about you yeah, and it is. better. And then start to use that poo and turn it into maneuver and grow mm -hmm. flowers out of that. Make mm -hmm. it something beautiful. You truly can 
create the life that you desire, the life of your dreams. Like you did that from jump for you and your daughter, right? Mm -hmm. And because those subconscious things, that trauma that we inherit, you know, a lot of times it is a knee jerk response that we didn't put much thought into because Mm -hmm. it's very easy to revert back to what's comfortable, even even the bad stuff, right? Because that's what we know. Yeah. And so it takes work self-work to Mm -hmm. either when you have that negative thought stop yourself mid-thought and be like no 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 Mm -hmm. my god is bigger than this i'm bigger than this i can do this right or no 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 like yeah everybody else is doing it but i can do it differently and better or Mm -hmm. at least i can still do it right yeah and so being able to have that self-talk and accept the things about yourself to do the work for self-development that is, it's hard. And anybody hard. taking the first step to even try to do that should pat yourself on the back every step of the way. If you take two step forwards and two step back, it's okay. It's a process, but you're doing the work to do better. So eventually the scales will fall off, like mm-hmm. you say. And you have to be also ready to accept what you see when the scales fall off, but also believe that you can make it be what you want it to be. So if you don't like what you see when you do see it, yeah, you can do the work to make it something different. So I absolutely love that. Yeah. I often like to say that um, oftentimes um, we like to refer like we're in a tough relationship or my spouse doesn't get me. But I always like to pose the question, are you really in that tough relationship? And does your spouse honestly not get you? Or is it first that you're in a tough relationship with yourself and you and you have not invited your spouse into the situation. Mm, Is that a new narrative that you're creating for yourself? You know, because we can be in a tough relationship with ourselves. And so you, you, Jatia, spent a lot of time in helping people get clarity. But even in that tough relationship with yourself and how to communicate that with your spouse, do you have the clarity that you need? Do you even know why you're doing this? To confidently be able to go and tell your spouse, you know, what it is that you're feeling. Like you are a multi-passionate. And today I might be that wife that's working at her nine and five and being a mom and a wife. But there's also something else that I want to do. Do you have that clarity yourself to go back and tell him that? To, you know, get his buy-in, his support, and be able to confidently say your why. Not that you just had this new idea of what it is that you want to do. But you are so crystal clear on it that even he believes in your why and he wants to show up and support you. Yeah. And that's a good point, too, because so many times people are not going to see your vision. And for so many, especially multi-passionates, initially we think we want them to buy into the vision. Yeah. But what it really boils down to when you get the clarity is that you really just want support and the mm-hmm. belief in you mm-hmm. that you can pull that off. But for you to be able to get that from others, you do have to communicate clearly what your why is and why you're so passionate about it so that they can have the faith in you mm-hmm. to support you. To because support you. there's been so many times that because we were confused, mm-hmm. They saw that confusion, Mm -hmm. even though we were frustrated and mad at them for not believing in us, Mm -hmm. but they knew we were confused just as much as we did, but we just wanted this blind faith, right, in us. 
And especially when it's a spouse or a significant other, there's a sense of level of lack of security there Mm -hmm. when they are not clear and you don't have the patience or the desire to help them get there, Mm -hmm. right? So you're asking for something that you're also not providing, even though a lot of times you don't see it that way. And so I've dibbled and dabbled. I've posted a few things here and there about relationships and clarity and relationships and communicating clearly, um, because I do think it's important no matter the level of relationship, Mm -hmm. but I also see a gap yeah. When it comes to um, relationships around like significant others and your spouses, mm-hmm. especially with multi-passionates and not right. being able to communicate because that's always the downfall that I see. Yeah. It's, what? it's hopping around from place to place and they like, look, we're adults. We got <laughs> it, real bills. We got yeah. real responsibilities. <laughs> and I want to help you. I want to support you because I love you. However, comma, yeah. All I see is money flowing out the door and nothing and, coming back in. Yeah. And I like how you touched on that because that's the other thing I was going to say that I also think um, that your spouse needs in order for them to be able to support you. It's the consistency also that they want to or need to be able to see you um, providing. You know, Patrice always saying people are always watching. Who are they watching you become? And I believe that same thing holds true in your household. Who are who are they watching you become? You say you want to be this coach, this podcaster, this whatever you fill in the blank, this author. Are you showing up? Are you, do you have a set designated time where they see you actually contributing to that and they see you writing to become this author that you say you want? You say mm-hmm. you want to be a podcaster, but you know you only release a new episode once a quarter. Come on, step on somebody's toes, child. Who who are they seeing you show up as? You know, you say you want to do all these things, but your consistency with yourself lacks. And so your spouse doesn't see you showing up being consistent. So again, it goes back to that why. Why do they feel like they should support you or can support you on this thing that you haven't even been consistent with? Mm-hmm. Oh, so I got so many thoughts. I might need to start taking notes. <laughs> but one of the things is that, Cause I literally, when, as you were talking, I thought about a guy I used to date, great guy, awesome guy. But one of the main reasons that I decided to end the relationship is because he would never show up for himself. Mm. And I didn't feel safe mm-hmm. enough to depend on you to show up for me. Now, granted you would show up for everybody else, but before yourself. Yeah. But yeah. that was the thing is that I, to feel safe, needed to see you consistently showing Mm -hmm. up for you yeah because what a lot of people pleasers being used to be one right is what we don't realize is that people respect you more when you show up for yourself and they're more confident in you when you show up for self which is why self first is something I preach so much that's right and so they have more belief in you Mm -hmm. so therefore they, they can ride with you. And so what a lot of people in relationships also don't realize is that I married this person or I was in relationship with this person and it's healthy for people to evolve, right? Yeah, it's yeah. healthy for you to grow and change because if you stay stagnant, then we might have some different Yeah, we're going to have some right? problems with that one. <laughs> exactly. So, but what we have to realize is that as you grow and you evolve and you want to do these new things and you want and you want your spouse or significant other to either one support you or have faith mm-hmm. in that or two participate with you, right? 
you have to realize that they don't know this person. You've been sitting with this evolving person and yeah. these thoughts in your head for quite having all these conversations in your head. But it's up here. You got to let it out yeah. for them to be able to understand, to feel safe enough to ride out with you mm -hmm. on this journey of evolution and to and be able to feel, what's the word? Supported uh, and empowered to continue to empowered. go out and do your thing. Yeah. Like, and yeah, because they also feel they want to help you, right? They want to do this with you, but they it's a feeling that you get when somebody feels confident enough or vulnerable enough to share these things with you. Yeah. You're letting them in. So that's like that foundation piece. So yeah, go ahead. I love that. <laughs> I love and then the other thing is, um, you know, we all need to understand our capacity. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to, you know, being on the same wavelength with your spouse or your significant other, understand when, understanding what your capacity is to really show up and thrive in that space, that is going to point back to the communication and letting your spouse know how they can support you in that space. Mm. How will you be able to get there if you don't invite them into your space? Again, yeah. did you share the why? Yeah. Are you clear? Do you have the clarity around this thing that you say you want to do? And now what does the capacity look like for them to be able to support you on this journey? Is it that, so you've gotten clear now that you're going to be recording your podcast on a certain day, mm, but did on. you go further and communicate that to say, Hey, during these hours on these particular days, I need you to X, Y, Z for every person. It may look different, but that may mean I need you to pick up dinner on these days, whether that's you preparing it or actually going out and getting it. I may need you to cover homework with the children if you are a mom that, you know, has school-age children that need assistance with their homework. Whatever that is, put this load of clothes in the wash. Whatever it is to support your household and to support you in that journey to do that thing at that time, are you communicating it? Or are you giving, you know, do you have silent expectations? Like, he should just know. He should just know. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good that he should just know but the reality is that he doesn't know unless you tell him that part and for so many again it's that thing of you're expecting or you desire something that you're not willing to give and it's not fair and we know how angry or frustrated we may be when if the shoe is on the other foot yeah. And so you have to give what you're willing to receive I recently was listening to while I was traveling um Lovia Jai's book, Professional Troublemaker. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she decided to talk to her therapist about her being overwhelmed and exhausted and stressed out. And her therapist asked her, well, have you communicated this to your significant other so he can take some of this off your plate? Because a lot of it sounds like he could. Yeah. And she was like, oh, he has a lot on his plate and I got it. And so her therapist was like, so what you're saying is that you want to be overwhelmed you and frustrated be <laughs> because you don't want to communicate it because, and she's like, well, you know, he did ask me how he can help. And, and you, you probably said, tell him, you know, it's that thing like, it. what's wrong? Nothing. Yeah. How can I help? I'm good. I got it. You know? And so you have your arms stretched wide on both sides and they're just hanging with all of this stuff. The and weight. he's watching you, yeah. which is why he's asking. And you're over here wanting to brunt the bear instead of just telling what's going on. Stuck in that strong woman syndrome is yeah. what I would say. Like, I got it. I can do it. I, I've been doing it. That just part. because you've been doing it doesn't mean that you have to continue doing it. 
make yourself available and open yourself up to receive help. You know, I, I love the space that, um, you know, that we get to have with Patrice and what you share so much about clarity and making yourself available, like inviting people in. When you think about community, it goes so much further than just saying like you don't have the support in your house. Here's the thing, remembering that God didn't give the vision to everybody else. He gave it to you. And so um, having the support of your husband is awesome, phenomenal, like you want that, but then being able to really get the true understanding of now next level, what does that look like for me to really feel supported? You have the support in the household. Sure, he's available. Um, and he's listening now. He totally understands your why. He's seeing you show up. He understands your capacity and how he can support you. But from a community standpoint, it's impossible, I think, for him to really know everything and support you in the way that you need it. Because one, he's male. If he's really not going through the business with you, um, it's just gonna look a little bit different. And so that's where I believe that you have to get that um, community mm -hmm. with, with others that are on that same journey to really support you. Yes, I can go to my husband and I can say all of this stuff and I have that support, but then to really go over here and find another good sister friend it's like, I know exactly what you're talking about, girl. And can just give you all those girl feedbacks that you need. Sometimes we just need to be in community with our sisters and, and have them say, girl, I know what you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes we just need to hear that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly, exactly. So, sometimes we just need that little simple thing. You know, I do believe that when God calls one of us to entrepreneurship or reaching our next level, that he does call the unit as a whole. Mm -hmm. And maybe that doesn't mean that your spouse is working fully in the business, but for your spouse to really support you and you build that empire that you want, that is inviting him into the conversation. That is allowing him to be able to support you so that yeah. you can get on that journey to where you want to be. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, all of life is, is experience, right? And so you never know until you invite them in mm -hmm. what their experience may be. Like mm -hmm. they literally may be able to say, you know, I grew up with such and such who such and such and such and yeah. such. And you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what I needed. Can yeah. you ask him? So I love that you also tapped in on just sister girl community or community in general. And so my guesstimation is that your talk method would work just as well across the board in relationships in general. Is, um, and is, so have you used that with friends before as well? I have. And that's what I was saying in the beginning. When I think back over life, I've just been able to put that name to it. And what I had been doing all of my life <laughs> by way of, you know, doing some of the personal development through command the stage. That's where, that's where it came from. But when I look back over my life, I was like, that's the talk. I also found that that's the commonality of how God has always connected me with women. And when I think about my podcast and ageless conversations and how that all came to be, I had already been having these conversations with women in private. And it was during the pandemic that I heard the Holy Spirit say once again, Tamika, women have trusted you all their lives. You've been the support that they've needed, whether they're talking about whatever it is that they're talking about. But the main four things that I had always continued to hear come up, no matter how old the woman was, because I never had a relationship with just a particular group. She, she had never been really 
someone that's my age. The connections, it was always someone within within range, but specific age, never my specific age, but older, younger. And we were always talking about fitness, faith, family, and finances. Those are the four things that I always saw come up. People were always coming to me with all of these things. And I realized that for me, I was always pointing them back to the relationship they had with themselves and asking them questions about these particular things. When I think about community, I had community in church through small group. And I was able to provide that to other people. When I think about going to some of the gyms that I've gone to, it's always been about the community. When I started out running and then going to half marathons, it was the camaraderie and the community. And I've always been able to provide that for other women. But one of the things that I knew through all of that, I always provided that to other people, but I never let people provide that for me. Mm, that's real good. It is, it's, 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 it's a running thing that we'll give. And the one thing that we give is normally the one thing that we want the most, but we never will receive it until you decide to get clear and do the work. And, and that's even in business. And that all, once again, came back to the talk and things that I seen around me and, and being told that you can't trust other women mm. or being hurt by other women. So again, between personal experience and what life tells you from others, you create your own narratives. And so for me, I, I would give whatever to someone else, but as a protection, I, I feel like I've always protected myself from not being hurt. Yeah. It's probably the easiest way to say it. Um, because I saw hurt come in different ways, whether it was verbal or physical. So mm -hmm. to protect myself from being hurt, I just want to open myself up. I'll give her what she needs, yeah. but I'm not going to let her into my space. Mm. Mm. That's so, so good. I, so I love the transformation and me just um, continuing to die to self on a daily, not just as the way I show up in my marriage, but the way I interact and connect with other people as well. Um, to make myself available to be supported as well. Mm -hmm. So recent episode I did with Hardeen, um, we talked about grief and, you know, it being the unexpected emotion of clarity because you do have to grieve your old self to grow. You got to let go of some of those things to get to that next level and it's a continuous kind of thing right so mm -hmm. whether you're going from you know just starting the business to six figures to then mm -hmm. seven figures like yeah. every level brings about growth and change right because yeah. you can't do uh nicole Ron put it best she was like if you got a promotion to supervisor you can't do what you were doing as an employee at supervisor level, right? Something different has to happen. Your duties change, what's mm -hmm. expected of you change. And so you were fighting so hard and doing so much to get to supervisor. Mm -hmm. If you revert back to this level, you're going to get back to this level. And mm -hmm. so we have to grieve and let go mm -hmm. of this level in order to be here and do all of that enterprise thing that, you know, we see that vision, right? Yeah. It's not yep. just 
you know, the mom and pop shop, we want to be Starbucks. We want to mm-hmm, be on every mm-hmm. corner. Most multi-passionates, we dream big. Yeah. And so when you said die to self every day, I was like, oh, that's good. Because that's what you do. You have to do that. And mm-hmm. you have to grieve that in order to truly be able to let go, to grow to that next level with that self-talk, mm-hmm. uh, to be able to receive what you need in order to get there. Yeah. Um, I, I love, this has been so good. So I don't want to, yeah, I'm looking at the time. I'm respectful of your time. So this has been such a good conversation because it is so needed, the self-talk, the self-first, and then just the talk in general as a method um, to communicate with anybody you're in relationship mm-hmm. with or in yep. um, to sum it up. So like you said, with self and or with others, your talk method is is spot on. I love it. It's needed. More of it's needed. Um, because if we keep it all in our heads, one of the, you know, I say uh, Black cultural nomenclatures, there we go, um, that is common in a Black household is, especially when you're doing in business is don't tell anybody your dream because of the crab in the bucket situation. Right. Right. And we have to unlearn that Mm -hmm. because that was a protection method. Right. That's how it was taught to all of us. We have to unlearn that and just know that if you tell people your dreams, your people are going to hold you to the fire to make you and help you make your dreams come true. But it goes back to talk and communicating and getting mm-hmm. it out of your head so that you can receive that help. You know, even when you start your business and you create a program, because her, she, me created one and didn't tell nobody for years <laughs> and, and then expected people to buy it. How to, I swear they don't even know yeah. that it existed. But that always went back to that, that confidence, right, that my program was going to work, even though I had proof in the pudding. So your kickstart with that K, I was like, that's good. So yeah, your talk method uh, touches on so many things that people need when communicating clearly in relationship with self and with others. I absolutely love it. Um, And so I always ask uh, a few questions at the end. So I want to go ahead and ask you these questions. Um, and we kind of touched on this one, I feel like already, but like, what's one thing or something that you've had to accept about your past, present and or future to actually free you to reach the heights in business you desire? Yep. And so I would agree that we probably touched on it, but I'm always going to say um, for me personally, that thing is um, probably understanding the story that I've been telling myself and what's the truth. Knowing that I'm the narrator of my story and I can control the narrative. Um, and so just continually re- revisiting that and understanding, like, what's your truths? Um, asking myself several questions along the lines of what is it that I'm afraid to let go of? Mm-hmm. And I often like to ask myself um, when I feel like um, parts of maybe the old Tamika that I've shed it um, tries to show up. Like, why have I given her so much power? Ooh. Why have I given her so much power to rule over things that no longer serve me um, to and, and get into my next level? So when I do the hard work with that, because, you know, that's going to take some really getting real <laughs> and, and confronting yourself. When I'm able to come up with my answers on that, then um, that helps me personally move forward. 
Um, it doesn't feel good, but um, I'm committed to doing the work to continually become my best self, not only for myself personally, but for those that I'm in relationship around um, so that I can continue to go out and do the work that God has called me to. Mm-hmm. All of that was amazing because, yes, it is not easy. And that is a very good question because she does always try to show back up. She does every single time, no matter how much you grow, she tries to show back up because she's fighting just as hard as you're fighting to she let her is. go. She's fighting oh. to stay on. Yeah, I'm like, sis, ha- have a seat. You can watch. <laughs> you are invited to the party. Come along, but ruling, um, <laughs> having a say, you don't get that. You can watch me do me, but you won't control me. Ooh, child, that was a good one. Okay, so as cliche as it sounds, What's one thing you have to believe to achieve? Uh, as cliche as it sounds, be- believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really goes back to that thought process and transforming your mind. Do you believe you're worthy of what it is that you say you want? Um, b- believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going to allow you to actually stand firm when you do course correct and create that life that you truly want because like yeah. you said you you have the pen you can write the story um I always tell people that I, I feel like my life is the Harry Truman show I just don't know where the cameras are and because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be looking around sometimes like anybody else see this but I have nine seasons worth of somebody's good sitcom and it's probably gonna play on tv one day because i I cannot make this stuff up but you do have the pen to write that next season and make Mm -hmm. it be what you want it to be so i absolutely love that so last but not least um who is in your squad who have you connected with for success that um you've allowed in to help you along your journey I would be lying if I said anything differently. While there is a huge community um, that I've been blessed to be connected to, um, two key players, I'm going to say, that have helped me outside of the sister girls that I really um, met in these programs and get a chance to um, connect with, it's definitely going to be one, you, Jatia. Um, I've told you before, uh, and I'll continue to tell you, that um, just my interaction with you from the very first time in command the stage and just, um, you know, I love the space. I love what you get to do. I'm grateful that you found clarity yourself. Um, and now being able to go out and help other people. So I would say that you are a huge player and I would be lying if I said Patrice didn't play a huge part in the person that I am today. And a lot of that came from not through her programs, but just the time that um, I love her transparency and what she has always shared from her podcast space. And so for me personally, going through both Command and Stage and Purpose to Platform has just been icing on the cake for me. Um, again, I've always been someone to pour out and give to other people. Um I've done a lot of work in ministry and serving women and married women and married couples specifically and helping people get from a place of surviving to thriving. Um, and for a long time, I wondered if I had position um, in the marketplace. I thought that God was only calling me to ministry in the four walls of the church. And so just over these past um, year, I've gotten so much clarity and confidence and knowing that I can go out and show up in the world Um, because there's still lives to transform. There's still marriages to heal. And my talk method is still that powerful. I can't stop. Yeah. 
for one, thank you. Because I, I stand with you in everything that you said about Patrice, because that's she's a she's a Kickstarter for my clarity, right? And um allowing me to be able to do what I do. So I absolutely love that in that. I do want to tell you, because I am honored to have gone on the journey with you, right? Yes, there are people that need your talk method. And it made me think about how you said young Tamika was in the church and teenage Tamika wasn't in the church, but she found her way back because you are just built to do the work, right? But there are so many people who might have been in the church as a kid that's not back in the church. And so they still believe, right? Mm -hmm. But they're not in the four walls. So yeah. I'm excited that you're taking it outside of the four walls because, yeah, yeah your method is amazing and it yeah. is powerful and it is needed in relationships in general. So mm -hmm. if, if, if you haven't thought about pushing the whole relationship with self thing, man, you should push that too. Um, because I feel like it does go across the board. And like you said earlier, it is the one of the first steps in being able to really have that true relationship with others is once you, you have the scales self. fall off your eyes. Like you said, that was such a great analogy. So I love it. Thank you so, so, so much. So Thank you don't know so <laughs> who's in your squad. You're welcome so much. Tell the people how they can connect with you. Tell them about your book and tell them how they can get some more of this talk method. Yes, yes, yes. So you can connect with me um, at my website at TamekaMcTeer.com, over on Instagram at underscore TamekaMcTeer, and about this book. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to have this come to life. This is something that I actually birthed right after Command and Stage again. I'm a person that once I get clarity um, on what it is that I want to do, when I get rid of my negative self-talk about what I can't do once I tell myself I can do it I'm totally the person that's going after it like I tell fear like girl you got a front seat and what I'm about to do even while I'm scared we're gonna ride this thing out and so I was able to um write write a part of my story I participated in an anthology the image image in the mirror and so if there's nothing else that you heard um, come out of this conversation know that any and everything that I do I'm always saying this starts with the image in the mirror and that's self if you can't get real raw and dirty with self who can you do it with come on who can you do it with and so to learn more about my story some of what I share me courageously exploring faith and connecting back to the creator um defining and finding out for myself about it what what it means to have optimal fitness in mind and body becoming financially sound in my finances and having the family and building that foundation in a way that just truly honors me provides love and a message of ministry that i can go out and share with the world you can find all of that out in my book and again that can be purchased at my website at tamika makes here forward slash author I love it. So thank you, ma'am. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your talents. This has been such a good conversation. Like, thank you so much, Jatia. I, I really enjoyed um, being, able here, being able to be here today and share with you and your guests. I truly enjoyed the conversation. And like I said, I admire you. Thank you so much for the work that you do um, and helping individuals gain clarity for providing this platform where people can come and grab um, their dose of mocha and hear um, clarity and courageous conversations every week. Just thank you so much and continue on your journey. I love um, watching you grow. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Confident and Courageous Clarity Podcast. I hope you'll come back next week and join us for some more. And with that, have a marvelous, marvelous, marvelous Monday. And I'll see you back here, same time, same place next week.